0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of After Dark. Tonight, we have a very special guest, the cunt slash O-L-T-R, joining me. Hello, the cunt.
1: Tiger Woods.
0: <laughs> hey, that was your personal predilection. And we also have Mike with us. Hey, Mike. What's up? So tonight's episode will be focused on, besides the callers, uh, how to not do shit that you're compelled to do, which is, I guess a vague but also a complicated topic. So before we get into anything else, hey Joe, do we have any callers already in the queue? All right. Guess not. Hey Mike, how you feeling tonight?
2: I'm good, bro. How you doing?
0: Hey Joe. How you feeling tonight? Just kidding. Joe's not with us. <laughs> hey Tiger Woods, how you feeling tonight?
1: Wonderful. Drunk and ready.
0: <laughs> oh, that's my favorite kind of female predilection. Yo, Mike. Yeah. What's up?
2: Not much, man. I. How long did it take you? You must have been one of the guys that figured out early on that, look, I'm not going to do what people tell me because I'm just going to go do what I do and not give you know any Fs at all.
0: You know, I think Fred Durst said that, too.
3: Yeah,
0: I think so. You know, when I was listening to Lynn Bizkit when I was 12, I was like, yeah, this really speaks to me. This, <laughs> this really this this has some impact on my life. But unironically, yes, I'm, I, you know, I don't mean to derail your conversation, but it's true, man. Like um, I got over the aspects of social stigma early and it hurt when I was young. But as I'm older, it feels really good. Hmm.
1: You have to stay steadfast in your beliefs. I was always told from a young age by my own parents how I had zero respect for authority. And for me, that was complimentary because it meant that I knew who I wanted to be and I was unwavering in that.
2: Yeah, I think everybody has to navigate that as a as a young person or especially as a child growing up. But when you get to adulthood, I think a lot of people forget to ask the question what real power does this other person have over me and you got to
1: have balls of steel
2: yeah well i you think over
0: you you initially develop your identity and who you think your personality is in teenage hormone years and then you go out you pass college and or you go into trade schools and you go into working full time and you have to deal with the politics of other people and I think that can be the second reimagination of who you are as a person.
2: Yeah, that's a whole nother topic—is reinventing yourself or
3: mm-hmm.
2: you know rebuilding yourself.
0: For me, I'd say uh, I took I took a very serious inclination towards going against what everybody did in my earlier years, and then in my college years and my twenties. It wasn't so much that I decided to conform; it's that I was like, "Hey, maybe having friends that are real and getting along with people is actually not so bad of a proposition."
1: I think there's many facets of self. You know, you can be a different person with a certain friend group, um, but I think you're also a different person, obviously, in the workplace. Like, I have my professional self versus my fun-loving um, who I actually. Uh, relate to self.
2: Hmm. So, where's the line between um, that that changing you as as who you really are versus just what you share with people and and how you interact with them?
1: I think with your professional self, it is personally. I rely more so on um, my mental attributes and my accolades um but with my friends it's talking about the partying or you know streaking in the middle of a like town uh jumping off of a side of a bridge that sort of stuff things where it's uh more of a the way that i impress is much more attuned to a jackass-esque sort of (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> sort of personality type rather than someone who can do physics, you know?
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's pretty funny. What about me Is Is there a, is there a hard line in the sand between your personal and professional life and your personal and professional friends?
2: There's not a hard line in the sand. I mean, there's obviously I, I adhere to, you know, First rule, which is don't talk about the the type of stuff that we talk about, and that's because this stuff is personal and philosophical.
1: Fight club, really, man.
2: Yeah, it just has no bearing on what I do from a career standpoint. There's no upside to talking about this type of stuff with you know the people that I work with, because it's a, it's you know it's not going to go anywhere. They, these are I, I've said this a long time. You can't you know red pill other people, and other people don't want this knowledge for the most part. They don't want to be burdened with all of the things that we talk about, because it's just not, it doesn't work for most people. Uh, but more to your question of, is there a fundamental difference in who I am? No, I don't think my frame changes largely. I don't think my, my mission certainly doesn't change. But certainly how I interact with people changes. I mean, I, I, you know, if if people are really into sports and that's all they talk about, you know, I have a hard time relating to them because I'm not super into watching football, that, that type of thing. It doesn't change who I am.
0: Well, so going back to the topic, how do you think that you avoid situations where you're let, us put it in a professional context and I'll go first. Mm-hmm. The purpose of the, of the original co- talk was <clears throat> how do you stop getting into situations where you're forced to do something you don't want to do in a professional context? Mine is always to be straightforward, which is um, to say, for example, I'll use a very direct example. Um, Right now, the hardcore focus of my employer is, let's say, to go out and be politically active, and I'm not interested in that. So rather than showing up on a talk and saying, hey, I'm not going to do this thing, I just say, okay and then just not do it. It's, it's non-participation. Where do you think, have you had an example like that, that, that applies to you?
2: Like a professional kind of uh, woke initiative in terms of like, oh, they want to do a diversity and inclusion workshop, right?
0: That would, that, that's what it was for me. But I mean, have you, have you experienced anything like that?
2: Yeah. And, and I uh, professionally, I've got this advice from a guy that really did was very successful early on in my sales career. And he said, you know, I used to get wrapped around the axle about these things that that corporate or management would try to do. And at one point I was venting to him, about I don't remember what it was, but some, you know, corporate BS like this. And I said, you know, don't you see how this is, this is absolute nonsense. We shouldn't have to do this. And he goes, Mike, is it taking money out of your pocket? then Mm -hmm. why would you worry? And if it's not, then why would you worry about it? And I I had to step back and go like, holy crap. Like I, you can, you can still have your career despite those things.
1: Mm
2: -hmm. Um, Now it, it does, on the other hand, I have had a very direct example. And uh, Tiger, you're gonna really enjoy this because I had a young black woman working for me. Dun dun. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And literally, this is such a funny story. She was, was the white wearing,
1: man trying to take her down.
2: Oh man, let me tell you. So <laughs> so I had well, I had one of the most diverse teams in the company. I had two women working for me. I had two men working for me. The two men were black men but one of the women was a black woman mm-hmm. and she, and so she puts on i don't remember what she put this on for but she put on like some leopard print scarf and i was like oh that, that reminds true. me of coming i said oh that reminds me of coming to america uh the queen like you Love look like movie. the the either you look like the queen from coming to america because she a literally compliment. said I, I well so i thought except i'm a white guy therefore it's not a compliment and i'm racist so
1: yeah of course
2: she literally reported me uh I- for not to HR, but to uh, the director, which is like uh, my boss's boss, reported right. me. And he came to me and he was like, okay, this is hilarious, but this is a concern that's been brought up. Oh and he goes, God. why don't you go, why don't you two go sit down and just have a chat and work this out? So HR doesn't have to get involved. And I was like, that's a really reasonable approach.
1: Well, so why we sat he on to you directly, honestly, like,
0: mm,
2: I have my, okay, well, yeah, I mean, she, I'm her boss, so she didn't feel like she could go to me about something that was bothering her because I had direct power over her, right? So I get that, but it was we sat down at lunch. Him, yeah. yeah, we sat down at lunch, and I said, look, I wouldn't want anybody to feel discriminated against because a lot of people don't know this, but I grew up uh, in, I, I, was, I was the, let's put it this way, I was the very, very, very... Through. Yeah, no. I was the very far minority, and I grew up in Hawaii. I'll just say that. So, um, <laughs> I was one of like three white kids in school, and we got, you know, we got harassed and all that stuff. So, I'm I, sure. I wasn't, you know, that's a completely different experience for me. So, I shared that with her, and she was like, "Oh, okay, well, that makes a lot of sense." And then it was never an issue moving forward beyond that. Um, I think
1: that people a lot of times nowadays so look for a problem.
2: So that was a very long story and to answer your question have i ever had anything like that happen yes i think there are some times where you're kind of forced to engage because things will affect your career things will affect your reputation and how you engage matters um
1: well you look like the bigger person obviously handling it the way you did but she sucks
2: well but i was freaking out well but yeah
0: and the difficulty with workplace politics is that being right is usually the losing proposition.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the tough thing is like, usually it's the court of public opinion that only matters
3: it, it in really, the workplace. Yeah.
1: But I think that um, something well, more that's more culturally too really yeah. beneficial in your own personal life is you do have more freedom when it comes to things like that. I mean, certainly oh, totally. if someone's calling you out on social media, Mm, a little bit iffier, but when you're just dealing with people face to face, you have more leeway in getting to uh, be steadfast in who you are.
0: Well, the reality is a lot of people are cowards. And the reason why social media is such a cancer is because you don't actually have to face your accuser.
1: Yeah. Nowadays though, people are really severely lacking in accountability. No one seems to want to stay, uh, Upright in their beliefs and say, "This is who I am. I'm not ashamed of it. Come at me."
2: <laughs> well, the problem is when you invite that, people will come at you, and people it's, will, it's, especially when you show your face on social media, like we, you know, like Joe and I have. Um, you know, one day I'm sure that there's going to be people that have you know criticisms, whether they're legitimate or not.
1: It's me. And, I hate you. <laughs> yeah. And,
2: well, what are they going to do? They're just going to you know brigade us. I'm sure. And when that day comes, I'll be happy to say, like, look, this is where we're coming from. This is why we say what we say. And I don't think any of this is uh, – I, I stand behind uh, all the stuff that I'm saying is what I'm trying to say.
0: All right. So, Mike, in previous relationships, when have you ever been asked to do something where it was hollow notes, I can't go for that, and you you stepped out of that situation? Can you think of one of those?
2: And I stepped out of the situation? And by that, you yeah. mean –
0: where where it was either a, shut it down? It was either a breakup or you totally shut it down.
2: Ooh. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard for me to not think about that in terms of my marriage.
0: I didn't say your but marriage. I meant a previous relationship. Yeah, yeah, I
2: got you. I got you. Marriage uh, is a
1: compromise.
0: I got one, okay. man. Um, you know, besides the regular ass of, you know complete commitment, marriage children, those kind of bullshit questions that are too early in the relationship. I remember somebody who asked me they they just point blank said, I need you to treat everything as I say as important Ew. Hmm. And you heard you heard oltr's reaction where where it was unless everything that I unless all my demands are important to you, I am not interested in being the in relationship. At which point, I bucked the fuck out. Ugh. I was out. I was done. Yeah.
1: Shit. IBS and need you to respond.
0: All the yeah. Time. Right. Yeah. Right. Can you hold my asshole open while I shit into my colostomy bag? Jesus.
2: <laughs> that's unbelievable, man, bro. I don't even take what I say seriously. Like, let alone. <laughs> well, that's why. <little>,
0: <laughs> let alone
3: somebody else.
0: While, man.
1: If I have something important to say, I'm willing to say it three times to him because I know the third time he's finally like, Oh wait, she said this already. What?
0: Yeah. yeah. I remember this. This is ringing a bell.
2: (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. Same.
1: That's ridiculous.
2: My wife bemoans that, but it is what it is. So, uh, yeah. Did I ever have, um, yeah. You know what? Uh, I've had girls, uh, I've women that I was dating want to be okay with just their, you know, their male friends that they want to hang on to and all that stuff. And they've got, you know, guys that are in their life. Oh, my best friend. That's this Orbiter. guy. Yeah. It's a it really just amounts to like guys that are hoping for hoping to slide in there one day Absolutely. On, the merits, on the merits of their nice guy, you know, <sighs> scoreboard stuff that they pile up and they're they're nice guy collection of like hey remember that time that i was really nice to you
1: one day she'll suck it
2: and i a lot of that you know a lot of that i i was just i, I don't want to say it was like a hard shutdown but it was like yeah i'm not really interested you know i'm kind of interested in somebody who's just dedicated to me
1: it was a leading suggestion you planted the thought to see if they could rise to the occasion.
2: Well, yeah. Like I, I genuinely, I, I genuinely was like, look, I, I mean, you seem this is when it's really early on and you're on the first you know, couple of dates or whatnot with somebody. It's like, look, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not really interested in somebody that's like got a whole lot of other stuff going on is not really interested in focusing on me. Cause that's mm-hmm. kind of what I'm, that's what I'm bringing to the table. And mm-hmm. if you know anything about me, you know, I'm trying to come from a righteous place with it, not just like a, God, oh, you, gotta,
1: a good person.
2: you gotta you gotta come over and cook and clean, and I'm just gonna go do my thing.
1: Go poop in the woods.
0: <laughs> Does a mic shit in the woods?
1: <laughs> Does yeah. <it> tree fall? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
2: so I think that's probably the best example.
1: Well, you know, I think that honesty is the easiest route to go in in any relationship if it is something that you can do uh the workplace thing again it's hard sometimes but in personal relationships honesty is the best policy um when we first started dating our first date I told him I was like we're both attractive uh we obviously have multiple hoes and that's the way that I painted it was hoes and the look of relief, but also respect on his face was like, yes, absolutely. Two attractive consenting adults obviously have multiple people in their lives.
0: It was a deeply factual statement.
1: Uh, For me, it took like about the second date where I was like, listen, like I've dropped my hose because I'm invested in this. And I, for the first time in my life was willing to uh, put the first foot forward for once. Hmm Uh, because I felt as though I found a winner.
2: And how did that work out for you?
1: It's amazing. (laughs) I love it, and I love him.
2: There you go. That's sweet. We don't say say the love word here on on TRP.
1: I've never said it before in my life and meant it. I said it to someone before to appease them, because lying... In my opinion, it's fine if you don't have to deal with someone's bitch tears.
2: Now you literally you, understand
0: why we get along.
2: You literally five minutes ago said honesty is the best policy. You realize that?
1: Right? I know. <laughs> no, no, oh, honesty is the best policy for someone you respect.
3: <laughs> Sorry, oh. I
1: should. I probably, probably should have phrased that better. I respect him, so I'm willing Important. to be honest with him.
3: Important if I'm caveat.
1: Dating someone where, in my mind, I know it's going to be a short term thing because. For me, the the relationship before where I told the person I loved them, I knew it had an expiration date. I was waiting for that expiration date. I dated them to appease them because we had been friends. And then I said, I love you to appease the person because they were incredibly irritating.
2: That poor guy had no idea, did he? Or girl.
1: I told him multiple times, you know what? I think I hate you. And he still wanted to date me. So that's on him. Jeez. Yeah. See, the, the problem with our
0: audience, Mike, is that they're mostly jacking off and playing video games in their parents' house right now instead of asking questions. So <laughs> they could have seen this truth right in front of their eyes in the most honest form they could have ever seen it. But, you know, hey, women
1: are willing to use and abuse you.
0: It'd be like that sometimes.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah man. True. He was, oh, he I remember, just, he oh, was he's, not a man. He used to cry.
2: Here's another one. I uh, I was dating a girl after my uh, after my divorce from my first wife, and she got kind of fat and annoying. And I mean, like, literally got chubby because I my cooking. Did was you tell bomb. her you should? No, I did. So I didn't. I didn't actually <laughs> go for that. I was like, look, it- I gave her the whole like, yeah, it's not you, it's me. I'm just not really feeling it, and I don't think this is working out so well. And she was crushed. I didn't want to tell her like, look, you're
3: you're,
2: <laughs> you're uh your prowess in the bedroom is not making up for all the other lack of int- all lack of stuff here. It's just not. Oh cool, boy. I mean, the pussy's good, but it's not that good.
1: If you have to shut your eyes to uh, fuck it, it's not working.
2: No, hey, no, like no. Any
0: no. ladies who are listening, <laughs> fat pussy is a genetic trait. It's not something you gain by eating Popeyes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I mean, she legit gained like probably 22 23 pounds when we were dating and i was just That's I, a I was toddler i was turned off by it and then she got annoying like uh, look uh, you know it can't be it's,
1: fat and annoying you have to pick oh one god. Oh, god you yeah. really have to pick one fat people with bad personalities it's are the worst the worst, the you worst. yeah you have to be fat and pleasant
0: or just not be fat.
1: I mean, ideally not fat, but if you're going to be fat, you got to be jolly. That's why everyone likes Santa Claus. No one would like him if he was a dick.
0: It's a great it's a great Christmas.
3: <laughs> a happy holidays. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh. Uh, unfortunately, right. Mike. I, you know, I thought we'd have callers, but you know, hey, say la vie. Let's let's take this into the dirty territory. All right, baby. That's,
2: that's how it goes. We got twelve people watching. We got a bunch of you know boneheads on TRP that you know haven't come over yet and click the link to go to the Discord to talk to Joe and get your authorization to come on the stream. Because
1: uh, the funny two. thing, it,
2: the funny thing is, it's going to be a lot, a lot better than the answers you're going to get on Ask TRP.
0: Yeah, yeah, but, you no, know. I'll be meaner. <laughs> oh, mean is what they want. They want to be punished.
1: Send me money when, <laughs> if you want a ton hey, no, of
0: we don't do that here.
1: Oh, I'd do that here.
0: No, we don't <laughs> do that here. No simps allowed. Shut, us, up. Shut up. It. Shut up. Shut up.
2: They just want to hear about my OnlyFans, not yours.
1: <sighs> I would pay to watch you feed uh, food to whatever animal is near you. Is that what OnlyFans is for, right? Animal porn?
0: (laughs) Apparently, I learned something new about OLTR.
2: It's all all workout videos. It's all me doing power cleans.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Home gym power cleans?
2: Yeah, it's just
1: power cleans in the garage. (laughs) It was hot. All
0: right, so Mike, I got a funsy for you.
3: Uh Uh-oh.
1: Oh, I love that response. He pooped his pants. Uh,
0: what's the last time you felt embarrassed when you did something sexual?
2: Oh, I I've got a I've got a exa- a recent example with my wife. Oh yeah, uh, this is great. I this no no bullshit actually happened. <laughs> I was going I was going down on her, and I looked I looked up, and she was looking at her Apple Watch at a <laughs> notification, and I was like. I was like, yo, yo, what the fuck is that about? And she was like, I'm sorry, I got an alert. That was really bad timing. <laughs> oh No, that's, I wasn't, that I was not genuinely embarrassed. Um, that was a really funny story, though, when it happened.
0: I was like, right. yeah. I, You know, that was good enough. That was good enough. I was like, you got somewhere uh, was, to be? Was, there, there was a time where I was, was going down on OLTR, and she farted. On <gasps> you <my face." laughs> Oh boy. He was way more embarrassed than I was
1: though. I'm always embarrassed. He does you... it. I don't I don't like when he does it because it always feels like I'm going to poop. I have a fear of my own butthole. I, I, I just don't like it. I don't he makes me come so hard that I feel like I'm going to poop. And we were on acid one time. And I legitimately made him stop because I thought I should. Like I made us Turn oh, on the lights and check, because I just, I get so relaxed down there. I just don't know what's going on.
2: You don't know. Don't know what's happening.
1: I I get legitimately terrified. Like I cried. You're you're the worst. I was gonna. My Apple Watch story was one time we were having sex and it thought I was on elliptical and gave me uh, the notification <laughs> to start my <laughs> elliptical workout. It was like Let's you're having a
0: workout right now.
2: It's like, yo, know, you burn four calories. Keep going, buddy.
1: I always burn calories when we have sex. It's
2: Man, you gotta guys, what we've learned is take off the Apple Watch before you get busy. Like just take it off.
1: <laughs> no, no, no,
0: no, hey, no, yes no, no. to elliptical work. I disagree. I disagree. I think it's if the Apple Watch is on and it doesn't go off, then you uh, then you're not doing anything. Not, yeah, right? You're probably not doing it that nice. Yeah.
2: Okay. Well, there you go. That's it, that's another way to look at it for sure.
1: The goal is to make the Apple Watch think you're doing something.
0: Oh man.
2: I, or I, I gotta... make
1: the girl think she shit herself.
0: <laughs> all right, all right, boys. All right. All right. Next TRP post. Unless you make your girl think you shit herself, you're a beta male.
2: It's <laughs> the real brown pill for sure. Uh,
0: the oh, brown man. pill strikes again. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I would direct sure. people to that post, but it was
1: deleted from TRP. Sh- yeah. Shame. You need a new brown pill
0: post. You're right. You know, you should make the next brown pill post.
1: I don't I live that life.
0: You're right. I, I don't need to make that you don't, post. you don't need You don't need to instruct other men. You just need a brown pill.
1: I live that life. I am brown pill.
0: <laughs> You're physically uh-huh.
1: brown. Yeah, I'm physically brown. I think I poop my pants. Just a brown pill. <laughs> <laughs> uh- so I've got an I've got an actual story. You have awesome. a brown pill story. I've
2: got a brown pill story that actually answers your question about something embarrassing sexually. It's not something I tried, but it's somebody okay. some, something somebody tried on me, and so I like I obviously written. I know you're one of these guys that's gotten late on a first date for sure. So this I go I go out to dinner with this girl and. She, you know, we get a couple of drinks, all that. And she's like, oh, I live, I live kind of nearby or whatnot. Uh, we can go over to my place and have a, a glass of wine, but you know, we're definitely not having sex on the first date. And I was like, oh no, totally wouldn't do that. Absolutely not. So we go to her place and what happens? We start having sex, obviously. And she at one point is uh, going down on me and she tries to slide a finger in my In my ass, like legit, and I was like, like I, I stopped because I was not ready for that on a first date brown pill experience. And I was like, what, what are you, what are you, what are you, what's going on down there? Like, what are you trying to do? Uh, and she was like, yeah, you're, you're not cool with that. And I was like, I, I, we didn't, we didn't talk about that at all, did we? Like, no, let's, let's not do that. Let's not do that today. That was that one was embarrassing for me.
1: Did you go back for seconds and then try it? (laughs)
2: No, no, no. She wasn't uh, somebody I wanted to see after the first date, honestly.
0: And, and not, not, fact, not, that's not,
2: re- not related to that.
0: All right. So, so OL- OLTR uh, and I, when we first started experimenting with the shared girlfriend kind of bullshit, we found this wonderful girl. And her name was G for the purpose of this story. And uh, it was like the second or third time we experimented with her.
1: No, dude, that was the first night.
0: Oh, God, it was the first
1: (laughs) night. You're right, you're
0: right. I want to pretend it wasn't. Anyway. We're hoes. We're hoes. So so we're all fucking each other in my bed. And (laughs) yeah, she laughs because it's the truth. We're all fucking each other in my bed. And afterwards, when we all get up, after everybody comes uh the
1: first time the first time this maniac this maniac
0: <laughs> we get up and uh i'm like i'm like hey otr did 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 she eat your ass and she's like yeah i was gonna
1: ask you holy shit i thought she, she in the middle of eating me out just flipped me over and started eating yeah, and in the middle
0: of giving, sucking my dick. Which
1: she and I were doing thing. together. I was sucking on his balls, and she was sucking his dick, and then we transferred. And in that transfer, she apparently started eating his ass. And it was
0: only after the fact that I was like, hey. Um, it was when we were in the bathroom cleaning up together that we
1: were like, did your things, ass just get eaten?
0: Things happened. Like uh, yeah, it just happened. It just my
1: butthole was taken advantage of honestly, it was nice yeah. coming from her. She had a gentle mouth. Uh, no sexual inhibition. Gentle mouth and real strong hands. I could oh, not boy. get away from her when I tried. And I like that. Oh man. <laughs> it was the struggle that made it hot.
0: Yeah, that, for, for for OLTR, it's being on. It's to, always the struggle. Yeah, being unable to get away.
1: That struggle life. No. love it.
0: Being locked down. And squealing
1: help, like a pig. Help, helpless and <laughs> helpless
0: lockdown really does it for her. Well, there you go. <laughs> number two. That's a response of a married man. Uh, uh, oh, there you go.
3: Two.
0: <laughs> Can't say I blame you.
1: Man after my heart, you might have liked the butthole stuff if you had met this one.
2: If she, uh, man, if she see that's the thing. If you got to throw in a conversation about it, you can't just slide it on the first date.
1: No, nah, just go cool for it. You can't, you can't friggin' ask for that. If someone asked asked me if I was okay with that, I'd be like, absolutely not. Never touch that. But the fact that she was so sexually mm-hmm. uninhibited and just went like she. She was in charge, and I said, Daddy, take the wheel. I got yep. you. Um, She's really fucking hot. No. Yeah, I don't That's know. Maybe it was she just her, maybe.
0: maybe was we dumped her, her because she
1: got fat, and she fucked a baby, man. What, yeah.
2: is, what, is, what is up with these women getting fat?
1: Dude, they get lazy. They get comfortable. I don't understand why people get comfortable and then get fat. That's the worst. If you're in a relationship, you should want to be like your peak sexy. Well, and double so if
0: you're single and you're a and you're a slut, right?
1: Also, she just fucking had threesomes with couples all the time. That was like her thing. Yeah, that like mm. it was not the first time that she did that. She's like, I date couples, and I was like, that's very interesting about you. We are gonna have to go get tested, but like, hot, mm-hmm. definitely hot. Also concerning, but hot. <laughs> she got fat.
0: <laughs> Who does that? A lot uh, of people, I guess.
1: It's women who fuck around enough where they're like, oh, I'm hot. And they don't realize that being hot is like a scale. Yeah, you gotta, bring,
3: you gotta bring more to the table.
1: There's expiration dates to being hot. I don't know. She eats ass on the first date, so she might not have to bring a lot to the table. <laughs>
2: I, don't, I don't. Yeah, well, it's, I just don't understand this. This. She's this mindset like, of can't. like,
1: Went up to guys. I was like, I eat
2: ass. As a woman, how do you just like, yes. I, I get that their sexual strategy is just be hot and show up, but how yeah. do you think that's enough? Like, honestly, because as a guy, I can't,
3: can't just show up and be know,
0: like, she, she had great yeah. fake fits. And actually, to be fair, she was only like five to ten pounds away from being fat. She was Afro-Brazilian, so like she carried that weight really well. She just mm. pushed it past that limit.
1: Should I get that chin?
2: one cheeseburger too many
1: yeah but no i think that women don't realize that hot has a scale a lot of times i i've had friends who were hot enough to get fucked but not hot enough to date and they couldn't differentiate between the two afbb baby so I've, I've yeah. had friends before where they're like, this guy has sex with me. Like, why won't he take me on dates? And I was like, well, mm. the problem is you already fucking had sex with him, one. And I'm like, two, I'm like, have you seen the girls he dates? They're models. And mm. we got to be honest with ourselves. Compared to that, absolutely not. Absolutely not. You're good enough to have sex with, but he doesn't want to take you to meet his parents. His parents have met the models. Hot girls can have good personalities. Happens. Yeah,
2: one, one of my favorite for the other things. Girls
1: who don't, but
2: one of my favorite things is women measuring themselves against other women. I absolutely love that. Like, oh, I'm definitely prettier than her. I don't know why I just love that.
1: You have to be completely honest with yourself. There's always going to be someone hotter than you. There's always going to be someone younger than you, and there's always going to be someone a little bit nicer than you. Oh. You have to be honest about who you are and where you fall in relation to all these other people.
0: As far as the titty game, though, I've got it on lock.
1: Bomb-ass tits. Had them since I was 13. But I've also always known those were my assets. So when I I was single, I would go out to the bar. I would accentuate my assets, so to speak. And I would warn guys at the bar. I would say, you like this right now? Do not watch me walk away. Titty game. And they would say, "What do you mean?" I go, "I suffer from Asian booty girl syndrome. I have the flattest flapjack you've ever seen. Do not watch me walk away."
0: Pancake <laughs> booty. <laughs> and since she's got pancake you know, booty. We, I got, got my dad. We've, got, we've gotten her in the gym though, so like the eyebrows. Oh, and it's, the it's definitely though,
1: better yeah. now, but. Back in the day, when I was just drinking and doing cocaine, I would walk back. I would walk away backwards sometimes. I'd be like, "Only look at the front. (laughs) Only look at the front."
3: It's just good marketing.
1: I, but also I would put it out there. Like I remember one of my favorite guys I ever met. He would go around and tell girls, "I got a small dick." It was my friend, and I'd be like, dude, why are why you fucking, why do you tell all these girls that you have a small dick? He goes, because it, it's average, and so when they see that it's average, they're happily surprised. <laughs> yeah. and like, that's just like, a, and he like, goes, he's like, also, girls, when you tell them you have a small dick, they get thoroughly intrigued and want to see yeah. what it's all about. They're like, well, how small?
3: Because
1: yeah. he wouldn't he let them know, like, you know, four inches or something. He'd just be like, I have a small dick, and they would be like, huh, well, I want to want to find out how small it is. <laughs> Are we dealing with a micro penis or lower end of average?
2: Just pop it in there. Just like pop it in it. there.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: They, like they had to see it.
1: They yeah. had to see. I watched it work in action before. He told a girl she he had a small dick. And she was like, I'm going to find out for myself. <laughs> I was like, oh, no. <laughs> She's like, that's <laughs> for me to that, decide. Why did that work? <laughs> yeah.
0: That's amazing. You got to give it up to guys and their creativity.
1: You got honesty, man. He, he <laughs> honesty, but also you know a little bit, of, a little bit of a lie to help him out. He's like, "Tell me I have a small dick," so they're happy about average. He's like, "He's like, girls, when I don't tell them I have a small dick, he's like, we have sex, you know, maybe we won't see each other again." But all those girls where I'm like, "I have a small dick," he's like, for some reason they come back again, and I was like, you know, that's. Uh,
2: they want more of that medium-sized They dick. want
1: more of that average-sized
0: dick. <laughs> the average-sized dick is killing the game.
2: Dude, average-sized dick has gotten me a lot of places in life. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, average size works well. I'm Asian. I'm very shallow. Too large hurts me. It hits my cervix.
0: Joe, do we have a question here? Well, we might all right there oh, we go yeah look at that holy shit
2: there it only took 37 minutes boys come on get it together
0: <laughs> yeah it's the holidays bro besides we've been having a lot of fun <laughs> i'm I given normally I, I would like it'd be nice if we had questions but right now
1: <laughs> stop they're jacking off and watching Elf.
3: <laughs> mm-hmm. good mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Indeed.
0: No, Joe, send Agent Mulder in. All right, fuck these kids until Joe can get one of them in. Yo, Mike, what's up? Did you know that uh, the weight room controls your mind?
2: Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> not lately. I've taken I've taken like the past week and a half off of lifting. You're fat. <laughs> not- <laughs> here. Here I am saying like I don't know why these bitches get fat. No, I'm just eating. Shit. <laughs> Christmas cookies is not lifting.
1: <laughs> Shitting my pants. Stop push average size dick. <laughs> Stop
0: push pressing and do OHPs. Do military press. Fuck you.
2: Yeah, I don't do any like.
0: I, I don't do. Any, I
2: never I never do curls or bench press
0: ever. Oh, who we got in here? Yo, Jonas. Jonas.
3: What's up? What's up, bro?
2: Tell us something, Jonas.
3: All right. So how do you apply the red pill principles in the weight room in order to uh, make more progress? Because uh, I'm, I'm making good progress, but not as much as I'd like. I've made faster progress before.
0: Okay. So uh, um, I actually learned something important from GLO, of all people, who we've had not on this show, but on the channel. Which is that most people don't lift with intensity, and it's very hard to do without somebody else who you lift with. Do you lift on your own?
3: Uh, yeah. It's usually, I lift on my own, and I try to lift in complete silence, like a psycho. And do I, you have no? Do you not have any friends who would come lift with you? I lift at six a.m. and my friends don't want to lift at six a.m. Okay
2: lame friends. So
3: you don't have any friends that are going to lift with you? No. And you're so unwilling to compromise to lift with your friends? I'd rather start my day with lifting it, and I, th- I find that that's how I like to do it.
1: Look like me with my 5am workouts.
3: Look,
0: I get it, man, but can't you bully one of those motherfuckers to come lift with you? Like, I hate to bring I've it to you, tried, but you live with somebody I've else, tried it's and totally they don't show up. Like, I made my best gains with my team when I was playing college football. Like those were the yeah. best games I've ever made in my life.
1: You cannot expect young 20 something year olds to go wake up at 6 a.m. I do it, but I identify as a grandma. I
3: just- guess my friends are never gonna make it then. And as for the intensity thing, I am trying to throw in a lot of intensity. I'm maxing out every day and that's working pretty well.
0: No, it's not about what the weight. John, are there any other people your age in the rape room
3: at 6 a.m.? There's one dude there, but he's a... Uh, Lifting with his dad, I think. Have you ever tried to talk to those people? No, I prefer to lift in silence. So you're telling me that you want better results, but you only lift in silence and you won't talk to the people. Yeah, because the- I don't, I don't, they don't lift anywhere near as much weight as me, and it's gonna be a fucking hassle.
2: What? This is just so jacked. Yeah. Nobody's on his level.
0: I hate to bring it to you, man, but if. If you lift with other people who are below your stature and you lift them up, it gets you pumped as fuck. Like, I'm lifting with a dude right now who is literally obese, like, huge, like, man titties obese. And it gets me more pumped to lift with him than it does by myself, no matter what the fuck I do. Because I know that he's going to see fat newbie gains every time I lift with him.
3: All right. That makes sense. Yeah, just it's seeing great to, to live by
0: yourself. I'm glad you have discipline, and I know that you're seeing gains, because I've followed you for a while on the server, but, like, dude, come on. Alright. Give these other people a chance.
1: You should find your own little piggy.
0: Yeah,
2: Jonas, roll over to my place so we can do some power cleans in the garage, man.
1: Shit yourselves and average size dicks while lifting.
3: Oh, I asked for how to apply the, the red pill to the weight room, not the brown pill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't
2: look. Red pills—the red pills for, for, you and how you move through your life and sexual dynamics. I don't know that. Does it translate to the weight room? Like, what from the red pill do you think translates into the weight room?
3: Oh, nothing. I just wanted to get into the show.
2: Yeah, that's what I figured.
0: All right. Well, uh, the other guy doesn't have a mic. So Jonas, I love you, but I think i am giving you what I can get you. So let me kick you out. Let me answer this guy's question live. All right. So this other guy, agent Mulder, uh, Mike. All right. So here's what he said. Got a question. Mm-hmm. When it comes to goal setting and among other things in life, how do you stop your mental masturbation in quotes? No. I often have the issue of talk, talking about my goals Or saying that I plan on doing something, but never end up doing it. A recent example was the plan to read multiple books this year, purchase physical copies, but have yet to read a single one. Is the simple answer, just do it, Nike. So here's my immediate answer, which is never outsource your goals. That's a ridiculous thing to do. I assume Agent Mulder that you're listening. So here's where it comes down to in this simple situation. Your mental masturbation is a result of the idea that one day you'll do something right and everything will go well. That's ridiculous. Everybody who you have seen have success, especially quote unquote suddenly, has been working on it for a while. So there's really no way, there's no magic bullet, to stop quote unquote, mental masturbation. It's stop masturbating. What do you think, Mike?
2: Yeah, every time you tell yourself that you're going to do something, and this what most people do is they get a little dopamine hit from it, enjoying the idea of themselves that you know when that when I accomplish this thing, I'm going to be this this type of person, they kind of fall in love with that idea. And then they just kind of start to feel good about that and and who they will be. And, and they're comfortable with holding on to that idea. They just want the idea of success. They don't want to do the work. They don't want to do the things it's going to take to go get there. They're in love with the idea. Like the guy that wants to, you know, get up in front of people and be a rock star, but doesn't really care to sit down and learn guitar or music at all.
0: Yeah, dude, or, I'd, lo- I'd love to be a jacked rock star, but I don't want to lift and I don't want to play guitar. How do How do I not get... How do I be a rock star without getting jacked and playing guitar?
1: You gain accountability.
2: (laughs) (laughs) You fucking don't. And so I think realizing that, you know, you don't don't get ego invested in the idea of your future self and how awesome that's going to be. Um, I think you can you can use that as like uh, oh if I'm you know if you're going through medical school or something like that you can use that as like hey getting across the finish line and I'm I'm doing the things if you're if you are doing the things that you're you're doing to get to that place then absolutely use that as kind of an azimuth test to see if you're to reach that right goal point.
1: but it's an attainable yeah, to goal. goal
2: to reach that goal but no, the idea is if you're if you are putting in work then the idea of that success, you can, you know, that ego investment, it will make the work worthwhile. But you have to enjoy the work itself. If you just enjoy the idea and nothing else, then that's a shitty
3: goal. And you Well, shouldn't... it's
1: people living their lives for other people is a big part of that. Cause it's it's ego. It's what are other people going to think about me? If if I did do this thing, then people would think I'm amazing. Instead of I enjoy doing this, this would make me happy. And so I'm going to do it.
2: Yeah. The, the problem is you have a whole generation of men who are comfortable sitting in their mom's basement watching VR porn and don't care. Don't have any goals. Don't care to have any goals.
0: Quote unquote men. Yeah.
2: <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. Well, There's no, a
0: the mean- of masculinity out there. I hate to really? say it. It's the truth. I used to say this on every single date I went on. I'd be like, hey, doesn't it suck that there's a terrible dearth of masculinity out there? Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) But it it is. It's the the boys just living in their head instead of actually living. I think that we're so intertwined with social media and with the internet that people have lost touch with the reality of things. Have you ever ever
0: tried to use a girl as a sex object? They actually like it.
1: I do like it. (laughs) but people who get things done now are people who are able to gather the research from the internet, you know, speak to people, uh, find the mentors, but then go out and apply that into the real world. It is one thing to theorize and talk about things. It's another to live it.
2: You have to live it. You have to live it. Agent Mulder. So stop being a Peter, stop being a Peter Pan fuck boy. And figure out what you can be passionate about that you actually like to do in terms of we'll the actual live work. It.
1: Live it. Make itself. mistakes. Though people are afraid of failing nowadays, and failure is the best thing that could ever happen to you.
2: Yeah, that's true.
0: Oh, <laughs> we just had something post up. Hold on, spectacular. Oh. <laughs> uh. God, I love Joe. Boomer Joe. Boomer Joe strikes again. <laughs> yeah. If you yeah, enjoy so, and, that type of content, hit the like button, subscribe, suck my dick. Actually, just kidding. I already got that on luck. <laughs>
2: Ooh, uh, Base Poseidon had a good question here in the comments, which is uh, written, how and when did you reveal all of Fight Club to OLTR?
0: Oh, that is a good question. Um, I think it was about a year in where I felt pretty com- well. It, it wasn't just the comfort; it was that our sense of humor is really similar. So I showed her one of GLO's posts.
1: Oh, I lost she, my ass off! And
0: she was like, "This is the funniest shit I've ever read in text form ever." I think it was like the "How women are German toilets." Yeah, it was. kind of post. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she was like, "This is this is fucking hilarious."
1: I asked for more.
0: <laughs> so it, it, it wasn't so much. That, yeah, by all means, never ever red night your girls because you aren't me. Just
1: brown pill
0: them. Just brown pill them, dude. <laughs> See, I brown pill her and red pilled her at the same time, which is why it worked.
1: <laughs> and that is that's that's the key to a happy long term relationship: <laughs> brown pill plus red pill. Yeah, yeah, yeah equals hearts. <laughs> <laughs> I'd That's
0: say true. that was the most the most accurate way. I can no,
1: say. but like, I, I'm also a person where, with that, that one relationship before, you know, where I lied about loving him because I knew there was an expiration date. Jesus. He, he called me a fuck boy all the time. And Of course, I see why. It's accurate. But when I was in it, I would go, (laughs) I don't know why you would say that. That is so fucked up. But I used to do the thing. I mean, when you meet these fucking virgins in in college, it's hilarious. Can you? Because you can sniff them out most of the time. And if you just, like, brush someone's (laughs) hair behind their ear and, like, lean your tits a little bit forward and, like, like you know they like will buy you whatever the fuck you want
2: (laughs) Fucking dry dry dick alert
1: (laughs) (laughs) and that is hilarious but see that that boyfriend he couldn't see the humor and i was like babe like i totally got this guy to buy us dinner like you and i dinner just because i was a little bit nice to him i was like how is that not amazing to you and he'd be like, I don't like the fact that you're flirting with these guys. I was like, I'm not flirting with these guys. I'm laughing at these guys. You're literally sitting right next to me while I'm getting them to buy us food. <laughs> so he called me a fuckboy. Because I would uh, use people in his in his terms. But I think what I was really doing was letting people do what they wanted to do for me. If you're willing to buy me something, just because I put my hand on your knee, that's on you. Yeah,
2: that's, uh, it totally is, but they don't, they don't see it that way. And by the way, that's a hell of a rationalization for just like, I want some chocolate.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, cause I would just push it to the limit. I was like, I wonder what I could get them to do. I mean,
0: <laughs> well, like, as I've explained, there's three kinds of sluts. There's girls that do it for attention. There's girls that do it because they fuck outside the relationship zones. And there's girls who just love sex
1: and messing with people and
0: fucking with people. Just love the game. Yeah. And I I picked number three. Look, man, I only date sluts. I've been very open about it. Don't
1: hate the player. Hate the game, bro.
0: <laughs> people can judge me on that all they want, but like that's the only type of girl I would LTR. You
1: got to know the game though. If you're an attractive person, know your worth. If you're an attractive person who's intelligent and is funny enough because yeah. quite frankly, people nowadays suck. You don't actually have to be that funny. Um you got to level up in the game and you got a lot going for you, make it work. If you're not looking for a long-term relationship, play the field, play the field. I think that you learn what you're looking for in a long-term relationship the most by playing the field. You're not going to find out what you want by dating one or two people. You're just not, it's not, it's a numbers game. And you find what it is that you like or don't like in people, what you're willing to compromise on and what you're not.
2: Yeah, that's I I think that's a more modern approach for sure and I think it's a, it's actually a pretty good one. I mean, it used to be that, you know, you, you just you'd meet somebody in your town at the ice cream shop and like that was the person, right? Your high school sweetheart.
1: I come from a family of sluts.
2: Yeah. So, no, but <laughs> I I think that's still a practical approach nowadays. It's like, you know, written had this great line that he he posted on the Discord which is if they uh if they try to have the talk, you can say, look, I'm, I am interested in dating for marriage. And I take that very seriously, but that's why I'm not, I, I don't want to move quickly on something. Right.
1: Don't, don't be uh, afraid about, oh, I have to settle down. I think that people get this idea of what their timeline needs to be. And like, oh, I got to get married. I have to have kids. Don't settle. Well, don't because that's, set that's yourself up about. for a lifetime of unhappiness. Unha-
2: That's what we're taught. That is what most men are pressured and socially conditioned to do. And they don't know the game. You're saying you got to know the game, but that's why we do this thing. A lot of guys don't know the game at all. I mean, I have been out at a bar and had a woman, like, convinced a woman to buy me a drink. Like, I'm not buying Uh, you a drink. You buy me a drink. It's 2020. Like, you kidding me?
1: Yeah, you're pretty number two.
2: I'd buy you a drink. RPU (laughs) underscore Chad. (laughs) I'm just saying. It's 2020. Why can't you buy me a drink? Let's my dad
1: was a man slut. And so I grew up with him uh, warning me about hoes, man hoes. So I always knew the game via my father. His father was a slut. My grandmother, she was also a hoe.
0: Third generation I, I come
1: from a very big family of sluts. Um, at my cousin's wedding, my oldest cousin, she's in her 40s. We were at the hotel pool and she was talking about loving to suck on old saggy balls, which is how <laughs> I learned my entire family is full of sluts who love to <laughs> fuck.
2: you like the Luke Skywalker of hoeing.
1: Yeah. You know, it's just in our blood. <laughs> the, anci-
0: the ancient texts, man. The ancient texts. If you read them carefully, they say suck on old balls. That
1: gene runs strong in my family. <laughs> Amazing. We we like to fuck or attract to people who like to have sex. It is it is what it is.
0: Yeah, but if you fuck them properly, they'll be your slave.
1: Oh, if you find a hoe and you make her loyal to you, she's going to be ho- loyal for life. Mm-hmm.
2: What, again, I keep quoting written here, but if she's hot and she's not annoying at that point, how many problems do you have?
0: I have zero problems at this yeah. point.
1: His only problem is I try to rape him every day. Always. My favorite is when he says no. (laughs) And that's because I'm a monster. I didn't, I didn't,
0: I didn't realize she was a rapist until, uh, you know. I told him I was a rapist. He just didn't
1: believe me. It it
0: was like two years in and then she started trying, uh, I'm sexually traumatized.
1: Yeah. He, he goes to therapy now for it. (laughs) Yeah.
0: I see multiple therapists.
1: For the trauma and that I, I've inflicted. I take
0: Zoloft to decrease my sex drive because uh, <laughs> it's the only way I can cope with this relationship.
1: It's the only way you can deal with the day-to-day. He takes a Xanax in the morning mixed with a little Zoloft, you know, to numb it all down. And then I, I just slip him the brown pill and we're ready to go.
0: <laughs> yeah, once I take the brown pill, though, it's all good.
2: You are you are really good at doing drugs. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah! It's the truth. Brown pill is the only
0: pill that it's I take. the ultimate and final pill. I think so. Anyone who doesn't know what the brown pill is, uh, the post is deleted, but don't worry, I'm going to repost it soon so that you can all be brown-pilled as well.
1: I'm not a pill popper, but I'll pop some brown pills.
0: Yeah, the brown pill is the only <laughs>
3: one go.
2: Well, apparently somebody popped your brown pill without even telling you. <laughs> I don't want to <laughs> talk about it
1: again. You <laughs> Oh man, <laughs> that's something. You've never come if you didn't think you shit yourself. <laughs> She's trying as
0: par- hard as you can to give me
1: the brown pill, but it's
0: just—it's harder for her to take it than anyone else.
1: My butthole is a fortress. I try, but it—it it, it just won't go.
0: Oh no, it'll go. It just takes practice.
1: I do. Oh. They do animals.
0: We've gotten we've gotten some toys in there that are roughly the size of a dick. So
1: a small, a small, d- a small dick.
0: <laughs> the size of a jalapeno, a
1: fucking child penis. Yeah.
0: <laughs> We're working on it. We're working on
1: it. One day, <laughs> one day. <laughs> it's been two years, but one day. One day. When we first started, a thumb couldn't go up there. Fun fact.
0: Hey, Mike, have you put a, a thumb in your way for that? <gasps>
1: yeah.
2: <laughs> I'm going to keep that one for uh, the Discord. We'll keep that one for the Discord.
1: That's sexy. <laughs> actually,
2: I, I think that's, that's about the one thing she's not interested in,
3: honestly.
1: See, I'm not actually into butt stuff, but what I'm interested in is giving him something that no one else has ever touched.
2: Oh, the whole like, I,
1: of I saved, I, s- sort of thing, I saved my
2: belly button for you or whatever the fuck you want. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh,
1: yeah, no, instead oh, of being one of those Christians who's like, "Oh, you can fuck my butt," I was like, "You can fuck anything but my butt."
2: <laughs> you saved the saved the brown pill for for marriage, huh? Uh,
1: yeah. yeah. No, that, no, that's that's no. what I was. <laughs>
0: she, she wants to, She wants to give it as much as her body is able. Her body just takes time and if, training.
1: And if I am on any type of drug or just a little bit schwaisty, I start begging for the butt stuff. And I don't know why, because you can't ever get anything in there. I'll be like, yeah, yeah, my butt. And he's like, I'm trying, nothing's just, going in.
0: I want to just, I want to give you my asshole so bad. And I'm like, bitch, it like, I don't think you understand this. It's just like a vice.
1: No, go. He's like, I'm knocking at the door, nothing's coming in. It's, it's mentally, I want I want it to be given up, but physically, he, it just like is not I do people. like the idea. I like the idea a lot. The idea is very hot for me. The physical aspect, my body says no, but the mind is willing.
2: Yeah, so you're like you're like Agent Mulder. You bought all these books and you haven't read any of them.
1: Yeah, you gotta put in the you
2: gotta put in the work. I gotta gotta put in the
1: work. I gotta stretch it out. I gotta I gotta do I gotta I gotta do the the process. Yeah, I gotta be patient.
0: Agent Mulder's trying to lift and like fuck women, and she's just trying to get fucked
1: in. While he's doing that, I'll do my brown pill stuff, and we'll circle back around. (laughs) And see how it's going.
0: <laughs> All right, Mike. I think it is time. God, this is one of the funniest fucking sessions I've ever done.
1: Lots of brown just, pill. Of the,
0: yeah, you know, we yeah. were just putting the brown pill at a level. That this I was think, not red pill tonight. It was brown
2: pill. It was pill. brown pill. 100%. That's what we should call this episode
1: if it brown had a title. Pill. Brown pill anonymous. RPU,
0: or sorry, uh, TRP After Dark, episode six, the brown pill.
1: Yes.
2: Yeah. Pretty much.
1: Right.
0: You might not be ready for it, but it's coming. All right, fucker. Where's Joe? Joe! Uh, uh, what do you got? What's up? Uh, We've officially brown pilled everybody. Let's end the episode.
2: <laughs> All right. Who wants to give us the outro? Joe should give us the outro.
3: All right. Fuck it. You guys all know what to do. I'm just going to push the button. Brown pill. Do you think they're afraid of me?